0: Joining me in the studio this morning from the Monmouth Fire Department is Chief Casey Rexrope. Good morning, Chief. Good morning. Also with us is Captain Craig Kozak. Good morning, Captain.
1: Good morning. How are you both? Doing good. Fantastic. It's too too early yet.
0: I don't know. And uh, Chief, real quick on, uh, was it uh, Sunday night? Uh, or Saturday night. Which night did we suddenly have the blow up of thunderstorms? A lot of them went north and south of us though, uh, but a big lightning show and we got some of that rain too.
2: Yeah, that was Sunday night and you know the uh, National Weather Service was talking about that the entire day. They did a briefing with us with all the emergency managers at uh, noon that day and then that uh, evening they actually went in and did um, uh, briefings every half hour just to keep people updated on what was going on because they really thought that something big uh, or there was a potential for something big to happen, mm-hmm. and so uh, we lucked out on that one. I think uh, the storm kind of split us, so we had some go down uh, through Macomb area and Macatawa County, and then uh, some up around the Quad Cities. So. We really lucked out with that storm, and uh, we did get some good, much-needed rain out of that, but uh, fortunately, we avoided that severe weather.
0: Okay, and uh, we got another day of uh, some hot weather today, and then... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it gets pretty warm, yeah. and then we're going to roll into what's going to feel more like fall temperatures. All right,
2: we need to get that football weather back. Yes. <laughs> right now, it's a little too warm for that. So,
0: Have you read the Farmer's Almanac for this winter?
1: I have not. We don't dabble in that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it... Uh, it's saying we're going to be in the middle. To our west is the subarctic temperatures with the dip down through the Arctic air, of course, from Canada or Canada, um, and then Canadia.
1: I like <laughs> that. I'm going to start calling it that. <laughs> yeah. We can yeah. make up our words. It's okay. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Canada, and then um, to our east is excessive snow events. So,
2: yeah, hello, so winter. Cold, Stay so away. So cold and snowy. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine
0: that. That's winter. That's what right? we like it. <laughs> OK guys this is a, a big week National Farm Safety and Health Week you guys have also been doing grain bin training a lot of training going on Tell us about what's going on at the fire department
1: so uh, one of the things we did last month was some rope training uh, we had talked about that ahead of time um, which ties into the grain bin stuff because there's a lot of ropes involved with that uh, if we're gonna make a rescue Tyler Osborne I mentioned him before had went through the efforts of setting up a uh, he, he actually took rope ops and rope tech classes. Um, most of it, all of us are rope ops. And um, he set up a trailer, went through the process of getting the money uh, situated for that and all the equipment that he needed. And, and uh, then uh, Tyler and then Jacob Pettigo from the Galesburg Fire Department came over. Uh, it was on a Thursday a few weeks ago. And we went out to the college and did some rappelling off of the uh, old science H.C. building out there. Um, which you know we don't have a lot of high angle rescue here obviously it's super flat but um, you can't get in those situations whether it's on we have a lot of elevators around here and guys could get it you know trapped in that and or in grain bins themselves because sometimes we have to bring them out through the top if we can't get them out through the side so the it's important to know how to set the systems up, how to tie the knots, how to uh, know how to operate the systems, and then the gear that goes along with it. So it was a great, great opportunity that college allowed us to go out there, and that, that Tyler went through the, the trouble of getting everything set up, and now we have this trailer it's fully operational. And then he just took it to Galesburg last week to work with them over there as well. So we have two two departments here that are you know highly trained, and then in the rope the rope rescue stuff. So hopefully we'll keep continuing to build on that. Um, Grain bin class, we're, we're, we moved that to next year, um, scheduling conflicts and things like that. So we weren't able to get the grain bin class we had set up done, but we will be doing it probably in the spring. So it's it has to work. It works best when, uh, obviously, the farmers aren't in the field because a lot of the, the guys that would be attracted to that class would be volunteers who also farm and things like that. So we're trying okay. to get it more aligned with them. So
0: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I sent... Chief Rex wrote an article, uh, I can't remember which publication, but about a gentleman who was stuck in a grain bin for hours. Uh, and what a harrowing time. That, but he made it. But, wow, did that not just give you the chills and, and make you think about, all right, what can we do to make sure people are safe? Because it hit him, what was it, seconds. and oh, yeah. he, was, he was up to his neck yeah. um, already. and so. But amazingly, he made it. I think he had to amputate his own limb, though.
2: Yeah, I uh, I don't remember exactly what happened in the article, but it, uh, um, that is a that can happen very quickly. Those kind of situations. I know that a lot of times uh, that they might go into the grain bin when there was uh, grain frozen on the top, if mm-hmm. I'm if I'm thinking right, mm-hmm. and they might fall through that way, or uh, or just um, you know sink down into the the grain or whatever it is. But uh, I think it can happen very quickly, and a lot of times they're by themselves, uh, which is a bad situation. So um, you know we just need to make sure that
1: everybody's being safe out there. And,
0: Yep. Craig, you've got some uh, national farm safety and health tips for our farmers.
1: Yeah, the big and thing is like, you know, uh, as far as the operation goes, one of the biggest problems that, you know, farmers have out there is the hours. You know, they're putting in long, long, harrowing days and, um, and that's where you get tired and complacent and that's where the accidents happen. So the main thing is, is making sure that you're not, you know, overdoing it. I know they got deadlines. I grew up on a farm. I know how it goes. Um, but the big thing is, is like being prepared. So like you know, as the chief was just saying, a lot of times you you might be by yourself in those situations. You got trucks coming in and out, and grain carts, and combines, and whatnot. Um, but the big thing is is making sure you have a way to contact people. Obviously, a charged cell phone at all times. Um, the other big thing is too, which you know I'm. We shouldn't say all, but I know pretty much a lot of the people I know who operate, you know, they do have fire extinguishers, you know, water APWs. I know I was just talking to, to Gary Carson, New Farms, and I was looking at his company the other day, and they have an APW on the back of that. So it's like making sure that, you know, you have a way to put a fire out. But also, you know, if you do start to have that fire situation is to call the fire department early because – You know, you can attempt – it's just like a house fire or anything else. It's okay to call them, get them coming, and then attempt to put it out because if you can't, it's just going to get bigger. And the thing is with the field – the combine's on fire next thing you know the field's on fire and then we're talking acres and acres and acres you know burning up and that's you know it's hard obviously for fire departments to control that and put it out but it's also damage to the crops and then spreads to the next field you know Mm -hmm. those kind of things so um but yeah really i mean ultimately you know you know of course we can go into all the the safety shields and all that stuff on the equipment but that's all stuff that you know the farmers already know all that but the big thing is is you know just you know being prepared for what could happen and that is being able to call nine one one, which is the phone and then on top of that having your extinguishers ready and a first aid kit of some sort if you um, get in a situation where you you know you're injured Um, obviously if you have the phone that helps you know because if you're by yourself but then on top of that to be able to to know how to treat yourself to at least you know slow the whatever the incident is down with your injuries
0: absolutely it's national farm safety and health week and uh you know yeah we celebrate it this week uh, I shouldn't say celebrate it, but educate this week. But we got a long way to go for harvest, so definitely want our farmers and their their help, their hands, you know, working uh, to all be safe. So for sure. All right, what else is going on, with the Fire Department Chief?
2: Uh, I just wanted to throw in there. I believe that this is this month is also uh, Campus Fire Safety Month. Um, I know we talk, we touch on this once in a while, but um, you know, it just popped into my head that um you know it's campus fire safety month you know we just want to remind those uh the students out there at monmouth college or any college that's uh, the with students that happen to be listening that uh, make sure that you know a way out of the building um all the uh, dorms are actually sprinklered now and so they're much safer than they were you know a long time ago but uh like when we uh, went to school we didn't have a a lot of things (laughs) But but that's no excuse to uh to not know your way out and not know what to do during a fire and so um, just want to urge everybody to be safe. Uh, watch what you're cooking, and if you have a microwave or something like that, or a hot plate in your room, uh, be very careful what you're doing, and uh, and know how to get out of there, what to do during a fire.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's uh, important to know the exits. Well, yeah.
1: we always, you know, we stress. We've had this discussion before, but um, you know, I remember years ago uh, we went to a, a fire alarm, and you know. and, College kids get complacent, you know. They they don't get out of the buildings a lot of times, and we were kind of like saying, "You guys don't need to get out or whatever." and They're like, "It's a brick building." And it's like, it's a brick building, but that's the fire is only kills people. It's the smoke that kills people, and everything that's in there, whether it's the carpeting, couches, bedding, whatever it is, it's all you know. It's all made from petroleum now. It's not the cotton fibers that it used to be in the eighteen hundreds. It's you know, so the black smoke immediately takes over, and within seconds you're over over you know you're you're already overcame in the third floor, and you can't and. We, we, we were just talking about that we had a fire last week, and we were talking about how we, even when we go in a fire in a house we've never been in, you get disoriented just going in there because you, you don't know where you're going. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. You can't see anything. You 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 know your senses all get. You have to really really dig down deep and rely on your training because your senses are all thrown off once you get in a blackout situation. Well, we're trained. Imagine not being trained and being that, and not having a respirator on. So it's you know all those things factor in. So Absolutely, it has nothing to do with what the building's made of as much as what's in it.
0: So. Yeah, and you guys have had your fair share of fires recently too. Mm-hmm. Yeah okay talk about the august report then chief
1: uh
2: one of the things that i it wasn't even on my report but i just want to make sure we get in here is that uh, the fire department is still accepting applications uh for a few more weeks um, they're due on october 7th for anybody who'd like to apply but uh i just want to get that plug in there to make sure that if anybody wants to come and apply to the fire department we actually had a, a, pra- a practice for the agility test last week and we invited people to come out and uh if they've never run through, never applied with us before, and they'd like to see what the agility test was like before you actually take the test, um, and, and see how you could do on our things. You might need to improve. Um, so we had a few people come out and attend that, um,
1: to see how that went.
2: How did they do? Oh, pretty good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. We had everybody.
1: No, I was going to say, I think some of them were, you know, impressed with what they could do and some were shocked as things they couldn't (laughs) do. I mean, I think it was just kind of both sides of the fence. So yeah, but now they have something to work on anyway. So,
2: um, but no, we we are still accepting applications. You can pick them up out of the fire station or uh, download them from the uh, City of Monmouth website. Um, but um, you know, uh, 21 years old to uh, 34. You, if you're 35, that's um, that's the too old to test, I guess. So um, so 21 to 34, and uh, you know, U.S. citizen, uh, high school diploma, all that basic stuff. So okay, um, I invite invite people to come out and grab an application and see what it's like.
0: All right. You had 94 calls, it looks like, just for um, emergency medical service, rescue, and service incidents. So 94, is that about the average?
1: Yeah, we were we been probably even on the low side, to be honest. I mean, we're usually at least 100, if not more, for a month, so... Um it just it varies like you know one day we could just run i know redshift a few couple weeks ago had 14 calls in one day and then the next day we may have three you know what i mean so it just varies but um we're gonna get into it hot and heavy when wintertime hits that's sure you know that's when we really start rolling especially with ems but um We've had, you know, we did have a, a structure fire. We've been, I hate to say this, but we've been dry on structure fires for a while. Um, it's more common because, you know, roughly only 4% of the calls we run are structure fires, you know. Uh, but we did have one a house fire last week, and then we had, we'd been building up to it. You can always kind of, it's like palpable. Like, we had an oven fire the week before that, and it was like you could kind of feel it was building. Um, that was one thing I was going to touch on with this oven fire. We went to it, and uh, so most ovens have the oven itself, and then underneath they have what they call the, the well, they call people call it a storage drawer, but what sure. it actually is is a warming drawer. And in this, I don't think people realize that how hot that gets inside there. And this this particular oven fire they we went to, there was a set of uh, grill tongs in there that had a wooden handle on them, and it actually caught the handle of the, the grill tongs on fire. And then so then the smoke and fire was coming up through the oven. And we got there, and of course it was contained. Uh, there was some smoke light smoke damage in the kitchen but it was contained to the oven Um, but the big thing is is you know if you're going to turn the oven on one make sure obviously there's nothing in the oven itself but also understand that that drawer underneath it doesn't stay at room temperature it actually heats up it's made that drawer is actually made to warm food in it's not made for storage, and I don't think people understand that. I even have metal pans at home in my warming drawer because, but they're metal. You know what I mean. So you can get away with it, but if uh, and I think the understanding was these people just moved in there; they didn't even know that there was anything in that drawer, which had sure wouldn't handle. So um, it was a shock to them that anything was even going on like that. But um, just be very cognizant that you're not storing, you know, anything that's flammable at all in there because it does reach oven temperatures right above it. So
0: okay, good advice. Any other advice? Any other uh activities, events, thoughts, training that you want people to know about from the Monmouth Fire Department. I,
2: I just wanted to throw in here that uh, a few weeks is fire prevention week. Actually, we fire prevention month is all of all of October. And so uh, Captain Cozad has actually been calling around and making appointments with um, some organizations, uh, schools and things like that. But if, it, if your business or your organization uh, would like us to come out and, and do a presentation to you, uh, feel free to call the fire station, talk to Captain Cozad. I'm sure he'd be happy to set you up with that.
1: Yeah, it's a, It can be. You know, we do. Fire uh, Prevention Week is usually more uh, children oriented because we go to the schools, K through third or whatever. But we do. We can come to talk a group of adults. We can put on presentation for adults or um, high school age or college age, or whatever. So I mean, there's nothing we won't do or no event we won't go to that you know that we can schedule in. But but uh, yeah, we're hitting it hot and heavy, and it's there's a lot. I mean, I get contacted a lot early, you know, about what we're doing and those kind of things. So. With the, with the young kids we try to hit them young so then they learn so then yeah. it goes up through the ranks and you know statistically fires i would say it's probably working because it seems like <laughs> yeah. there's a lot less fires i don't know but yeah which is a good thing so good
2: yeah, we really enjoy going out and talking to kids it's a lot of fun but you know we get some pretty inter- interesting conversations with uh, groups of adults too For they have sure. some good questions yeah. that uh um, really make you think sometimes yeah. so <laughs> okay but
0: Gentlemen, thank you so much for the updates. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Have a great week, and thank all your firefighters for everything they do for our community and keeping us safe and assisting with calls like our uh, Monmouth Police Department as well. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Right, thank you. That is Captain Craig Kozad with us, as well as Chief Casey Rexrode from the Monmouth Fire Department on WR.